Yeah, the back story with that is that can't hear me. Uh, uh hold on. You there? Yeah. Are, are you? you no. Hold on. Can you hear me? Yep, we're back. Oh, no? yeah. Good. Yep. Good. <laughs> You are listening to The Jack Shit Show with Kelsey Henderson. Oh, that's why. I kept recording this intro and it was so quiet and I couldn't figure out why. And I was talking into the wrong side of the microphone. Hello. This is my Thursday. Well, actually, right now it's my Wednesday night, but it's... Oh, no, just kidding. It is 1 a.m. It is my Thursday. (laughs) How's everyone's week going? Um, if you're in service industry like me, you just got hit with more restrictions. (sighs) This, honestly, if you've never worked in the service industry, you should. At least, I think, in my personal opinion, everyone should have to work in the service industry for at least one year so that we can all be on the same wavelength about what kind of bullshit we be dealing with out here. Especially over the last year, whole two years. We're going, oh, excuse me. I'm getting nervous burps. <laughs> Anyways, this is not what that episode, is, this episode is about. I'm not here to talk about my love-hate relationship with the service industry. But rather to introduce you to a friend of mine, the notorious chefy poo if you are from the okanagan there's literally no way you don't know this man he um opened up salt and brick they just had their fourth birthday casey posted about it the owner which was so crazy because i helped open salt and brick with them i'm so proud of them um anyways off track you guys still don't have my meds still don't have my meds um Anyways, and then they opened up a Jack's Pizza and Liquor, and their latest venture is Salt and Thieves at the new Jason Parks Winery, Crown and Thieves. If you are ever in the Okanagan, if you live there now, and you haven't eaten this man's food, my God, what are you doing? You literally have no idea what you're missing out on. He is a culinary madman. He's a mad scientist. He's Willy Wonka. He's a genius. He's fed me so many good meals over the course of my life. And I can genuinely tell you that he's like always down to help the community out. One of the nicest human beings I know. Um, It's been an absolute joy and thrill to watch his journey um, as he's, yeah, he's just... He's just flourishing over there. Um, anyway, so enjoy this conversation with me and Chevy Poo. How you doing? You got your beer? You're ready to go? How was service tonight? Yeah, I got my beer. It was good. It was busy. Busy. Good. Um, okay, well, let's start it off. Can you introduce yourself to everybody? Yeah, so my name's James. I'm the chef at Salt and Brick Downtown and Salt and Thieves in Kelowna at the Crown and Thieves Winery. Um, 
That's you. That's you, right? Um, can you talk about a little bit of how, like, your background and in getting into the restaurant industry? Because you didn't start like till a little bit later, and I know you have kind of a cool background. Yeah. If we want to go deep, so go deep. Do it. Let's do it. Um, I so at so seventeen, I was. Uh, living with my grandmother and I um, met this girl in the condo that we lived at and she was like co-check at this bar and she's like oh do you want to come to the bar tonight and I'm like yeah cool so I went and <laughs> she was working I was by myself I was having some drinks 17 years old underage <laughs> this 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 lady walks up to me and she's like in a trench coat and I'm like she's an undercover cop I'm gonna get busted she's gonna ask for a fucking D I'm like I'm fucked <laughs> she goes I'm a, a dance agent would you like to come like audition for a go-go dancing position I'm like sure I'm like I'm 19 or I'm 17 I don't even know who would, what this you're is. like I don't even know what that means but yeah. sure so she, she she's like okay here's my card and blah 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 and I'm like okay so I don't know it's like a couple weeks later I messaged her and I'm like, she's like, yeah, come audition. And, and like, I'm living in Mississauga. She's going to like come and audition in Burlington at this club. I'm like, okay. okay. My grandmother drives me to this fucking club. Did she know what you were doing? Yeah. She like, she took me to the audition. So, <laughs> so she sat in the fucking club. She's like, I don't know, 65 years old, ears plugged, like barely could watch me. And I'm dancing in my Kelvin Klein underwear, my Doc Martens auditioning for this lady. <laughs> and then after she's like yeah you got the job my grandmother drives me home like just like a normal night like it was fun that's so, my this is my new favorite thing that i know about you <laughs> and a lot of people don't know this a lot of people don't know this so um so i get the job and i worked for this woman and it was horrible like i so I'll, I'll get to this part but like i was working i was doing like I was go-go dancing all over Toronto, like downtown Toronto and stuff like that for like $30 a night. And I'm like 17 years old. I thought this was the best thing. Like being Making a nightclub. Making money. And yeah. yeah and I like being in a nightclub and there's like 3,000 people and I've got 1,500 women watching me at 17 years old. And I'm like, this is great for $30 an hour. So I did it for like a year and a half. And then I left to, to come to Vancouver and, uh, so crazy i'm like i'm done like i want to do something different so i'm i'm living in vancouver i'm living with this in this house and downstairs in the basement there's this there's a gay gentleman we become friends we live in the same house and i've never been in that scene before i don't know that scene i you know i'm just so young and naive and 19 years old and he's like oh do you want to come out and party tonight i'm like yeah i'll go out so he takes me to celebrities in vancouver yeah. This is like the hottest gay bar and gay nightclub in Vancouver. Yeah. I'm half snapped and I get up on the stage or I get up in the speaker. I start dancing. You're like, this is what I know, people. I'm yeah, back. This is what I do. This is what I do. And, and all of a sudden, this guy walks up to me. He's like, hey, we're starting a go-go dancing troupe. Would you like to like, like join it? And I'm like, what is going on here? Like you're you just is, scream go-go dancer. Yeah, for, I'm like this for is whatever past. reason. This is my past. I did what why is it following me? So 
I'm like, so I said to him, I'm like, straight up, I'm like, I'm straight. Like, I don't know if that's like a yeah. requirement. Like, I don't know what happens. And he was like, no, as long as you're okay with it, we're okay with it. I'm like, okay. Next thing you know, I'm dancing at dancing. gay bars in Vancouver for a year and a half. And making Jeff, I never more money. This. I was like making $120 a night for an hour. Yeah, of course. I got a fucking bar tab all night. People throwing you cash. So yeah, <laughs> it just steered me down the different road. And then <laughs> <laughs> so to be honest, what like to get a bit more serious is that like that nightlife caught up to me. Yeah. Um, you know, you're you get off at two-ish in the morning. Yep. Drugs start to happen. <laughs> you know, it's 12 in the afternoon. Especially that at that age, you're like in your young, like early twenties. Like that's when, that's when all, I feel like every, all service industry is like on one. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I was like, yeah, 21 to make it worse. I was dating a drug dealer. She had cocaine all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, you're, you're, you're playing risk or fucking monopoly at seven in the morning calling your dealer to get more drugs yours just lives right there yeah and you like you just like you want another bag of fucking coke to get you through the rest of the game of risk like just like i have to win this game yeah exactly so it got to the point where i was like literally it was like i woke up one day and i'm like i can't i can't do this anymore i can't do this lifestyle i can't Mm -hmm. it was too much for me yeah and I was living with that that girl who was doing drugs at the time, and I said, "I'm done. I'm yeah. out." And since we're on this podcast, we can go a little deeper. So she was dealing for this guy in Vancouver, and I said to her, "I'm like, I'm done. Like, we're living downtown." And I said, I, "I've got to get out. Like, I got to yeah. get out of the scene. I got to get over there." And she she agreed. She was like, "I'm out." Told this guy that he didn't like that. No. I woke up one night, the middle of the night, and he climbed up our fucking balcony and was standing at the head of our bed, like threatening us. So we got out and then like we moved to Richmond. It was all good, like nothing happened after. Do you that. have um do you still like do you have contact with her? Do you know if she's still like out and no, good? No, so it's this is years ago, but the last time I I seen or heard through social media like she had a kid like she's not part of that anymore that's so it's kind of cool though that then that you like were the person on her path to like be like we got to get out of here yeah absolutely and like I think that's so crazy and it's so funny like can you talk a little bit about how much like I mean I've been service industry for a long time now too obviously and like the the party lifestyle like why do you think that goes so hand in hand with service industry like for anyone who doesn't has never worked service industry i think there's like a bit of a disconnect of like why that is like such a marriage between those two things like yeah um it's a very dark dark road in my opinion like yeah because we all know like you and i especially like and anyone that's in the industry and listening to this is that like, I don't know. It's like, I think I'm like cursed because I was pursuing policing for six years. Yeah. That's a very, very high alcoholic rate in that industry as well. Yeah. 
as well as cooking. So I don't know if I'm just going down the wrong path, but like, um, high stress environments. Yeah, exactly. So, but, but, that, but that's it. I, th- I think like for me, you know, you have a banger of a night, you get crushed. And like, yeah. I have people that work for me, not sorry, work for me, but work with me. Yeah. That know that I don't like, and you know this too, Kelsey, is that like, I know a lot of people that will just get fucking smashed during service. Oh, yeah. And for me, like, I won't even do a friend's birthday and have a beer until I'm done cooking and then yeah. I break. And that's the same with, same with service. Like, I don't touch booze until I'm done. But then it's just like, I need to release. Like, I need to let go. I need to, to unwind. And, yeah. and whether that's at starting one beer at 12 o'clock at night and the next thing you know, it's two in the morning, yeah. whatever that is. And like, it, and I'm not talking about like doing hard drugs and being up to seven in the morning. I just, I think we all get so crushed all the time yeah. that that releases that a couple beers, that couple drinks, whatever yeah, that totally. means. Totally. It's the same thing as like having a glass of wine at the end of your, of the day when you get home for most yeah. people, that's, you know, like around dinner time for us, that's two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. But, but I also think because of, the time I think internally or subconsciously we all think that it's it's okay to do a little bit more totally like to drink a little bit more right like yeah. if you're finished your office job at five and you want to have that glass of wine you're not feeling very good about crushing six beers after after that office job yeah you're right? like it's like I gotta go home to the fam it's five o'clock whatever right. yeah right and but for us I think like it's dark we're amongst friends we're amongst people that are all doing that yeah i was gonna say we're amongst people who are already like already hours ahead of us on one absolutely and 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 those office people are you know they go home to their whether it's their wife or their roommate whatever that may be and like yeah. not categorizing that but like the lights out there's still light like that's for us getting day drunk right yeah and then totally we we nap at two o'clock and get up at seven whatever that yeah and and i'm not i'm not saying that's right or wrong like either way but i think we just breed a different lifestyle when it the lights go out it's dark yeah and everybody's asleep i think we feel a bit more safe yeah about doing that and we're amongst people that are all doing that as well yeah totally i don't know yeah i just yeah, for me, it's like, so my like current state right now is that I'm at Salt and Thieves mm-hmm. at the winery here. Yeah. And Jason Parks, who owns the wineries, he's like, he offered up his RV for me to stay here while I'm working. So I'm like staying on the vineyard. I'm living in an RV Dev with Cosmo. Dev literally texts me. He's like, yo, ask him about living in the RV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm living... Literally living in an RV, like on a winery. On a winery, I walk to work, and it takes me five seconds every day. Uh, Jason Park's house is like next to mine, or next to my house. I make it next to my, my house, house. Next to my RV. Like next, next to my, my RV. Yeah, and it's his RV. It's not even mine. And uh, I drive like a, a side by side, like four by four to work Shut every up. day. Um, Sick. 
I've got like, I just like open up my, my door and I've got the lake on the view and yeah, I, I, it, it's been a, it's been great. Um, this place is like a different world. Like it's so, it's like a, it's like Willy Wonka of the wine industry here. So cool. So crazy. Yeah. Like planning to like shut the whole crown of these building down and turning into like high tea where we serve like wine out of teapots and like gangster like little sandwiches that I do and so Willy Wonka yeah like between you and Jason your brains melded together I feel like it's just like on another level like I absolutely can't imagine absolutely and like I never want to say that because I never want to blow my own tires but like I'll do it for you yeah (laughs) so like Ben who's our like he's like the operations guy like he like if you need something fixed he's got it yeah you know he does everything around here and every morning like he's on that schedule where he's like like seven to three every day right so come out of my rv have my coffee in the morning look in the lake and he always rolls up because he's starting and one day we're talking and he's like he looks at me he's like you are the younger version of Jason Parks. Yeah. He's like 100%. Your 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 brain, like the way you think, like just everything is so twisted. And and that you know me, like that's the way I've always been with my food and Yeah. I don't care what people think. I just do what I do and and that's just the way Jason's been with his his wine and yeah. his, his business. It's just like I'm doing this and I don't give a fuck yeah. what you think. Totally. You know? Yeah, yeah so. it's pretty cool. And I want to come back to the way that your brain works with food because yeah. it's we're like it's Willy Wonka on crack. Yeah. Like it's yeah. not, I was looking at your menu from tonight and I was like, holy shit. So we were gonna go through it. But I want to yeah. go back to um you going from you going from studying to be a cop. Like, cause you got out of service for a little bit and you were going to do the dog training and the cop stuff. Let's talk about that, how that you went into that and then back into service. Okay. So I didn't, so pursuing policing was like free getting into cooking. Yeah. But I did leave cooking for three months. Yeah. uh, And then I came back. So, so rewind to the first 20 minutes of our conversation here yeah. and talking about the whole drugs and everything else i i decided after i got out of that whole situation that i really wanted to start pursuing policing so i started doing like like plain clothes work and i started working for loss prevention for some companies and some department stores yeah and during that, I lived in a 4,000 square foot home in Richmond with four other like loss prevention dudes. And during that, we had a fifth room and a buddy of ours who was a canine uh, handler for Delta Police yeah. was going through a divorce. So he moved in with us. So I started training his dog and working with him and I got 2000 hours with Delta police. Um, so I was pursuing policing. Yeah. And I went to apply for the force and I failed the colorblind test. Right. 
So I was like, what am I going to do with my life? I don't know. Yeah, like, where am I big boulder. Yeah, do you want me to move? Yeah. Okay. okay, that's all you have to say. Hang on. Yeah, we're Tell on the move. Yeah, we're on the move here. Hang on a second. We're on the move. Holy fuck. <laughs> no, I'm going for a smoke. Kelsey, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Uh, don't edit this, though, okay? Oh, I'm going to keep it all in. <laughs> Needs the table. Get the fuck out. No one cares if you're the head chef. You got to move. Can you hear me? Yeah, we're good. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah. Okay, sweet. We're back. Uh, <laughs> what did she need the table for? No, they're putting chairs up. I got kicked out of oh, my own getting, dining room. They're putting the chairs up. Yeah. yeah, they're closing. Look, I'm smoking outside right now while we talk. <laughs> okay. I love it. So, they're like, we want to uh, go home. So I failed the colorblind test. Yeah. Big boulder in, the, in like, the pathway of life as, as it, we do. Yeah, absolutely. So like literally like nothing was ever planned, but I was like, what am I going to do? I need to like, this is 27 years old. I'm like, I mm -hmm. need to find something new. Like what yeah. am I going to do with my life? Yeah. So my aunt and uncle were very wealthy. They took the whole family on a, um, european cruise mm -hmm. and so we flew there so like the backstory with that is that they paid for my two other brothers to go through university i think it was like guelph and queens so okay. that's not cheap no uh paid for them to go through all that paid for like their living their their groceries like their bills everything like that but they never offered it to me because i was on the pursuing policing right. so there was never like hey we'll reach out to you. Like we'll give, it's like, you're, you're good. Like you're doing stuff. You don't need oh, to, yeah, okay. you don't need help. Right. Okay. So we went to Europe. Yeah. And I was like, I saw food in a whole different way when I was there. Like, I was just like, I've never seen lemon. So yellow. I've never tasted like, mozzarella is so fresh yeah and i didn't like say anything and like we just did it and then on the flight back i'm like i think i might try cooking and like yeah. so naive like 27 years just old casual. About, yeah i'm just like 27 year old i'm just gonna go into kitchens and be like i'm cool like i can do this so they they turn around to me and they're like okay well we've never offered this to you but we'll pay for like you go to the best universe or culinary school mm-hmm do what you have to do. We'll pay for it all. And kudos to, the, to my aunt and uncle, man. They like, they paid for my rent for a year, paid for my partying, paid for my groceries, paid for my bills. Like they're like, just give me a budget of everything that you need to pay for. And we'll, we'll, we'll pay for it. We love auntie and uncle. They, they gave us, they gave us like Kelowna owes auntie and uncle a big thank you. Cause <laughs> absolutely can you so, imagine if you if they you hadn't had them like that'd be insane i'm sure you still would have like worked your way up but it's uh like obviously those people are it would have been different it would have been much different absolutely like i i probably would have been in Kelowna, but i would have been in like a wheelchair and been cool but like 10 years from now <laughs> so um so yeah like i so i did that and like 
fast forward to your question is like did my apprenticeship went to the Rockies spent nine years there and then I was at in Camor mm-hmm. and I was a chef at Marietta's mm-hmm. and I just hit this fucking wall and I was dating a girl who's like Monday to Friday um nine to five just not a good relationship she's an amazing girl yeah like she's awesome but like we know that those two worlds don't mix, don't collide. Right? No, they don't. No. And, you know, I was getting like messages at 10 o'clock at night. I'm going to bed. Why aren't you home? Well, I'm just done work and I'm having yeah, a beer like... with my boys. And she's like, well, why have you come home? Like, well, cause you're going to bed in 10 minutes and then I'm going to sit on the couch by myself. Yeah. And well, because part asleep. of that too, is that like, you can't, you can't just get home after a shift of like, your brain is on fire. You can't just go home yeah. and go to bed. Like my bar, like for example, closes at two, I get done by about three I'm home and like kind of getting, forcing myself to get tired by four o'clock. Like you have to have that come down. So like, that's why it doesn't mix for people who like don't know and who haven't never worked service industry, or maybe who have dated someone in the service industry and don't like quite understand, like our brains are on, like on, on. Well, and for, for her and like, again, this is no, not speaking ill of her at all, but like she didn't understand and she'll vouch for this if she listened to it, but like she didn't understand that why I didn't walk off like I was at the position of that in that restaurant I was in the position that like last bill went out I went home yeah like I was done I didn't clean the line because I had like 12 guys online yeah else. but for me it was like I got off work I went to the bar or to to our bar like the restaurant bar and had a mm-hmm. beer and like unwind then I bought my guys a beer mm-hmm. she didn't get her she couldn't get her head around the fact that like I didn't run out the door came home Straight gave home. her a kiss good night yeah and she went to bed and then what do I do? Yeah. So I'm sitting watching Watch fucking movies, yeah. office and, and you know what I mean? Like, so totally. she couldn't get, and I think she got her head or like it never worked, but I think she got her head around that eventually like, okay, well your, your five o'clock comes at 10, not, yeah. not five. Yeah. So that's what I think like my, like, Edu- like education to those people that don't do this is that like you gotta remember at 10 o'clock we don't want to go home and go to bed mm-hmm. we want to have a beer and that's mm-hmm. that's you going to a restaurant with your office friends and having an appy and a wine and going yeah. to bed or yeah. sorry going home so whether that's as a chef with your your boys and like you went through the trenches tonight and had a drink that's that's what that is and like i just don't there's so much of this population it just doesn't get that yeah which is never will no and it's insane because honestly and in my opinion and i'm sure yours too but my position has always been a lot more forward-facing like everyone should have to work in the fucking service industry everyone should have to work in the service industry once the amount of people who like, I mean, majority, I would say are good and nice and everybody's fantastic. But even, yeah. even yesterday I had these people fighting me about how many Caesars they had. And I was yeah. like, you know what? I'm not in the mood to argue with you. I'll go get a couple of your Caesars taken care of. And then they tip me less than 10%. Like I watched mm-hmm. you drink the Caesars. I brought them to you. Like yeah. you, now I'm paying for you to be here. Like, fuck off. Yeah. Don't come back yeah. here. <laughs> That's a good example. Like we had someone tonight that 
I don't know. I didn't like a udon bowl. She ate the whole thing. And then said she didn't like it. <laughs> and then the server walked up and said, like, clear to play. And she's like, that was horrible. Yeah. And it was too, like, sour or something. Well, which was the lemon juice. But, like, you ate the whole fucking thing. Yeah, you ate the whole thing. Like, what rings really true to me is my first chef job ever, which is at Cathedral Mountain in Field in the mm-hmm. Rockies. My GM said to me, and it took a lot for him to say that, or to say this, was just because I don't like it doesn't mean it was wrong. Yeah. You know? 100%. And, and I think that needs to get out there is that, like, you know, you're not, like, coming to my restaurant, whether it's salt or or salt and thieves or whatever it may be. And, and I'm not, I I'm, I'm fucking cutting cactus and earls and all these out of here. Yeah. I'm talking about these private restaurants, right? Mm-hmm. Like where it's chef driven and like chef focused and like food focused. If you come in there and he's doing a twist on something and you get it. And just because that pre like you think it's going to be some excuse me one way and it's not yeah doesn't mean it's fucking bad yeah you like, just don't like it right like that bad is burnt bad is burnt bad is like yes. overcooked bad is like moldy bad mm-hmm. is like spoiled whatever that may be yeah but if if it's cooked a certain way and you expect it another way it doesn't mean it's fucking wrong yeah, 100%. You've made things that I don't like, and that's just my taste yeah, buds. But absolutely. you make shit I like all the time. Yeah. Like, it's just, that's just a taste thing. So you can't yeah. say, you can't go in and then eat a whole thing and then say, oh, I don't like it. Yeah. It was bad. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. Don't come back. And I, I, I have a, I have a hard time, like, you know, we've maybe seen this a little bit more right now with, because, you know, salt and brick has been, we've like anchored our, our position downtown and like what we mm-hmm. are and who we are, but like here we're getting like guests that are, you may be not familiar with, with yes. that concept and what we do, but like, yeah, just people come in they're like, Oh, I didn't expect this. Like, that's cool. But does it mean it's like, you're right. Yeah. You know? And yeah, it's just a tough go. Like you, you have to fall on your sword, like fall on your sword for what's right. Right. Like, yeah. okay, we'll take that noodle bowl off. Cause it didn't cost us a lot, but yeah. don't come in and swing dick because it's not what you thought it was going to be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. just tough. Do you, you know? find that, um, like if people aren't liking, cause uh, like, again, let's like, give me the example of what was on your menu tonight. Um, so here's crazy. This is crazy. So Willy Wonka. Here yeah, he is, ladies like, and gentlemen. I had, like I had a Big Mac pizza on tonight. Okay. Sold out in the first two hours. Yeah, I would have been all over that. Um, so the joke here was when we were like starting this place up, I'm like, I'm gonna put a boiled hot dog on the menu. A boiled hot dog? Yeah. So I did a boiled wow. hot dog with Lay's chips, honey mustard and uh bacon i called it it's normally like the white trash fucking hot dog but i called it a scoundrel hot dog which is like fits in here yeah sold out um yeah just like 
all the fucking cliche dishes I do sold out tonight. It's crazy. Of course. Yeah. And I like, I try to be frying like half of my menu. I'm like, try to be refrying. I'm like, I'll do some like sort of real composed dishes. I get like Spanish fucking canned fish, like plates sold to. Yeah. But that just like goes back to like Jason Parks and my vision is that like, it doesn't have to be so fucking frou-frou all the time. Like, yeah. We are trying to set the mark of like, you can go to, I'm not going to say any names, but you can go to all these other wineries and get halibut when it's in season and tomatoes yeah. when it's in season. But I'm going to put Doritos on my mac and cheese and prove me wrong. There's another restaurant. There's no yeah. winery that's doing that. And if, if you walked and don't edit this, if you walked into Mission Hill or Quail's Gate and fucking there was mac or there was Doritos on their mac and cheese, you'd get, you'd get crucified. Riots. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But we're setting the mark here that this is what I said from the day one that I moved here that every winery is so cookie cutter. Yeah. That there needs to be a winery that just is like, fuck you. We're going to do what we want. And this is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And, and we are doing that here. Mm-hmm. You know? And didn't you have like fried spam yesterday? Yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, I did fried spam noodle bowl yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I feel like you are the trailer park yeah. meets like the wineries, and yes. it's like it, Willy Wonka. You're gonna have to send me photos so that I can post them when we put the yeah. episode up yeah. so that people like can really see what we're talking about. Because if you yeah. don't, I feel like if you don't see it, it just sounds like so blase. Like, but yeah. when you see it, you're like, the fuck is this? Like, yeah. and you are you doing so that salt and brick, which is downtown, you make yeah. it's are you still doing new menu every day? So the backstory with that is that we were opening up this place. This has been going on for a couple like months. Like yeah. we're trying to open this place up. Salt and Thieves. Yeah. Yeah. And I when we pulled the trigger on this place, I left and came here. Yeah. And we hired someone and I won't say the name, but like okay. we hired someone to, to take that on. And he just didn't take it on as his own. Like he didn't like, like the take new menu. Ownership. Yeah. And just like, didn't take that place on as his own. Okay. We brought my own sous chef who was at, was my sous chef at salt for two years. Mm-hmm. And him, him and I worked side by side for two years. And like, that is his baby as well. He was, he was brought back from Vancouver to run Salt and Thieves. Yeah. And as we all know, like staff shortages and everything else, like we just were all trying to keep up. And so we all sat down like, yeah. And like Casey, our owner and myself and Jack, who's the chef at salt now yeah all sat down and like jack was like why don't i take over salt you're on site you stay at the salt and thieves you run that i run salt yeah i could be more relieved like if i could leave that restaurant in anybody's hands it would be that guy like Good. he's it's his baby as well like he probably cares for it as much as i do Good. i know he does not probably but he does yeah and it just makes more sense. Like I'm, I feel like I'm here to 
to make this place a mark as well. And then totally. whatever leads me to the next adventure does. But like, yeah, it just it all fell into place. Like, yeah, staff shortages or not, it all fell into place. And yeah, yeah. So, so I've got my old sous chef running salt and brick, and he's just killing it right now. Six. So are you making new menus every day at Salt and Thieves or are you, you are. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's insane to me. And I remember, so I was with you when we opened Salt and Brick, which was a bit of a shit show, but it was good. We got it done (laughs) as, as any new places. But man, like I remember because I was so used to being like at Cactus and I had to come in and memorize a new menu every day. And I'd be like, like, holy shit, how does your brain, how does your brain do this? Yeah. Yeah. When did you like kind of start like experimenting more with like putting shit like that together? That's a crazy story. So like. When I opened a restaurant in Penticton, we kind of, we didn't, we had a set menu, but we like had a lot of features every day. So yeah, sort of, but not really. And then my story getting to um, Salt and Brick was I was at Craft Corner Kitchen in Penticton and I wasn't looking, I wasn't looking to get out, but I wasn't like turning heads if something came out, excuse me, my way. And Mike Pigeot, he's like one of my best friends, is that he mm. was my corporate chef at Marietta's. Hilarious. We both left. I came to Okanagan and he took on, so he opened up Home and Away. So he, that, and then he left Home and Away and became the like creative director for Craft. Okay. And now he, he did Pigeot's uh, Burger Club across Canada. Okay. And he won Guy Grocery Games. Hilarious. Love. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then now he's got like a, he's got like a pasta concept that he's doing. And then they open up, there's a concept in Calgary where they're, it's like a mall and they're all doing restaurants. Like it's like a food court, okay. but it's like restaurants. Okay. So him and the Diner Deluxe Boys opened up uh, Friends with Benedict's. Okay. And I'll go. Yeah, and then he also got a uh, high five burger, which was high five was or high five was the nightclub. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So they've got high five burgers. I've heard of it. I haven't been, but I'll go. Yeah. So yeah. So he's part of that. Yeah. Sorry, my boy's got to get a beer. Oh, you're good. Hold that fucking door. Um, We're on an adventure. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways. So he was the chef for there, but what are we getting at? What was it? How you got, how, (laughs) how your brain turned into Willy Wonka. Right. So, oh, I don't even know. So at Marietta's, I had to do a menu and I was in Camor Marietta's. And they allowed me to like change the menu twice a year. So I like started doing stuff. And I will, I will say that I think I was saying this to someone the other day. I think what switched in my head was I did a feature. So at Marietta's I'd walk online. I do the veg for the night. I do 
veg for the night. I do a feature and I do the starch for the night. That was it. I walk online. All I would do was set up line. I'd call pass plate. And that was it. Yeah. One night I decided to do a feature and it was like so Southern, like so dirty. It was like, I don't even know. It's not even fried chicken. It, it was like, um, uh, it was like scrapple or something like that, which is like a meatloaf down South, but it was like made with innards, right? Like just like signs and stuff like that. Okay. But yeah, so I, I did something like that, but I served it with a fucking PBR on the plate. Like I literally put a can of PBR on the plate. Sounds about right. And it didn't like, it kind of sold. It didn't sell a lot. Yeah. And something in my head, like something in my head was just like, I'm just going to do this. Like, I'm just going to do whatever the fuck I want. And if people buy into it, they do. If they don't, I'm fucked. And luckily for all of us, people have been buying in. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But, but I think, I think what's been played in my cards, like what's really done me well is that the last three places I've been at, I've opened up that restaurant and I've, I've made that concept. Yeah. I haven't walked into somewhere and been like, you know, whether it's a fine dining place, I'm like, okay, this is what we have to do because this is what they're eating. Yes. I've made that concept. I've, I've opened that restaurant and been like, this is what we're doing. If they buy in, they buy in. If they don't, they don't. And salt and brick was like the game changer. Like we went there and like, and Casey, you know, and Casey, our owner can contest to this is that like, we sat down and he, like when we were talking about like had an interview and we're talking, he's like, so you want to change a menu every day? And I'm like, yeah, I want to change a menu every day. And he's like, I don't know. And like, seems, it just seems a little loco. Yeah. And like, it was just like this, like not a battle for a while. And like, it just worked out. And like to even take that further and we can maybe touch on this a little bit, but like one of my food network episodes, one of my judges were outside of the hotel and he looked at me and we started talking, he recognized me. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, we're just talking about my concept. And he's like, you're fucked. Like you're fucked. So I like claim to this right now, like maybe in the States, I don't know, but in Canada, I am the only chef and only with my crew and my support. Yes. I'm the, one of the only places in at least Canada that is changing their menu daily at that level. Yeah, 100%. You can go to, you know, you can go to a bistro or like a little place that's maybe changing it six dishes a day or Mm -hmm. whatever it may be. But like, sometimes you're changing 20 different dishes a day. Like, you can come walk in and be like, the only thing that was on that menu yesterday was fucking Brussels sprouts. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Oh, I love the Brussels sprouts. They, they're, they're, they're a staple. <laughs> yeah, they are. They haven't come off the menu in like two years. Yeah. So it's, I think it's, it's got to be one of the only things. That, that and the waffle goat. Yeah. The only two things. Yeah. So good. So. Yeah. So let's talk about, cause now you've led us perfectly into your TV, your TV appearances. Yeah. Celeb life. Yeah. So you've been, so you, how many shows have you been on now? Uh, two. Just the two. Yeah. I thought you were at three for some reason. Um, no. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm manifesting future for you. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I've been on two, like actually on air, but I, yeah. I went to 
uh, last audition for Top Chef and last audition for Chopped as well, but never made it. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. See, I'm just manifesting for you. That'll be the third <laughs> yeah. one of those ones, yeah. one of the big guys. Yeah. <laughs> so which ones were you on? You were on uh, the barbecue um, one, right? Firemasters. Firemasters. Yeah, Firemasters. And what was yeah. the other one? And then Big Food Bucket List. Okay. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, it's good. It's good. There's, good. there's such a such a crazy difference between those shows. Huge. Yeah. So like one's competition, one's like firemaster competition, and then um big food bucket list just makes your restaurant look good, right? Like they just wanna they come in there and make that part of your episode looked yeah. amazing. So Keller. They're all yelling at me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Good night. Uh, Get home safe, everyone. The roof's not locked up. Okay. Thank you. Um, um yeah. okay, let's talk about like how was everything for you? Because you guys just opened. When was yeah. your opening date? Um, we're on week three now. Week three, <laughs> just yeah. brand new, freshy fresh. So yeah, how was that? Like, especially opening, uh, opening a new place through yeah. the pandemic with like all the back and forth. How's it been? It's so crazy. Like, I think I did a podcast with uh medium rare in Alberta actually. Mm-hmm. And they were asking the same thing. And I'm like, I just find it so fucking crazy. I think this is maybe a testament to what we're doing, but like mm. there's hundreds of restaurants closing down. Yeah. And we're in the middle of trying to open one up. Yeah. Like it's fucking nuts. Yeah. And I'll I'll ride that wave until that wave is done. But Absolutely. like um just the fact that like again, you know Jason Parks and like he had a dream and he wanted that dream to be with salt and brick and our family. And we pulled everything we could do. Like it was, it got delayed so many times. Like I was, we, yeah. We delayed it. Like it was like a month and a half that we kept delaying. It, it was like yeah. week by week, by week, by week, we kept delaying yeah. it, but um, we finally got there, but like it blows my mind that we're opening a second restaurant in this the situation. Middle of this, yeah. 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 And well, it's a testament to the crew that you have and yeah. and to you for sure. That's the heart of it is the food, like obviously. Yeah. So it's a huge testament to your Willy Wonka creations. Yeah. I, I, I think for me, like it's, so I was actually thinking about this today. Like I think maybe I've had this like, epiphany like living in a vineyard and rv and stuff like that but like i woke up this morning and i'm like you know we're doing this we're doing this podcast tonight and like stuff i want to talk about and like i was thinking about it i'm like it's so crazy that we're opening something like this and like people are buying into it like Mm -hmm. you know like there's restaurants that are like so not above average, like just good that like go to that are closing and yeah. we're opening another restaurant. It's, it blows my mind. Yeah. I'm so humbled every day to be like, 
holy fuck, we have another place that we're opening. Like, it's so crazy to me. Like, it's so, it's so nuts. And, like, the other thing I, this is hard for me to say, but, like, and I find myself in this, like, rut a little bit. Maybe not as much as maybe other places, but, like, Mm -hmm. or chefs. But, like, I feel like we're in this, like, rut with culinary. Like, Mm. I follow some of the best chefs in North America and probably the world. And I feel like everything is just like so average right now. Mm. Like, I think like there's no, and whether you're doing something cool, I I just feel like there's no, like there's no people going like, just people aren't jived about what they're doing. And Mm. I mean, chefs, like I, I, I feel like there's so many places that are just being like, yeah, we're just putting out food. Like we need to survive. Like we just need to do this. Yeah. And I think that drives me more. Like, I think yeah. that just drives me like seeing people that are just being so complacent and I don't want to be complacent. Mm-hmm. I just want to be. Well, I think that it's a, like, it's, it's an energy and it's a vibe that you're excited about what you're doing and yeah. that you're able to propel it forward. Whereas yeah. I think like, if you, like, even if, if you were just in survival mode or if you were just like, you know, not excited about what you were doing and just trying to keep your head above water, that would be a vibe that you were projecting out. I think yeah. it's, it's very much so because you're so excited about what you're doing and because yeah. you're loving Loving it so much that it portrays out yeah. to other people. So, and don't get me wrong, like I get Reg's walk. If of course. you want to compare it to that, like I, you know, those days that come in, I'm like, I just don't have any any oomph to be like, let's do something new. And then I yeah. like came in today, and we just like I I swung dick today, like Big Mac fucking pizza, and dude, that looked that so good. Was. It looked so yeah. good. So I'm just like. I had a conversation with someone close to me today that's going through some stuff and <laughs> and he's working at a place that's doing like five, six items. And I'm like, I get that. Like as someone that can get boring. Like for me, like if I was at a place that changed the menu two to four times a year, yeah. I'd probably still get bored. Uh, of course. Like I, I come in every day and just be like, what the fuck? We, what are we going to do today? Let's yeah. do something fucking crazy. I don't think I could ever go back. Like I literally, I would have to bow out and do something different. Yeah. I you, couldn't, it, there's no way I could never no, see you going out of what you're doing now. No. And I couldn't like, I, no. I could not walk into said place and serve that. 12 dishes for four months and then change it again. Like yeah. I would go crazy. Or if yeah. you ever get to change it barely at all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Like yeah. I just, I couldn't do it. No. And like, it's an, it's a unorganized chaos. Mm-hmm. And then, and I've got my two boys drinking right here and they're probably fucking laughing at me, <laughs> but like they, it's chaos, but like, I wouldn't do it any different. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. How do you find um how do you find crowds through both the restaurants and like just the industry in general post COVID? Like I know over here it's very much like 
the end of prohibition. People are fucking wild. And not only are they wild, but they also like, I find that people have been so secluded over the last year and a half that they yeah. really lost their like ability to communicate. And they're like, and they're like manners in communicating. Yeah. Like we, like as a server and a bartender, yeah. I have to put people in their place 10 times more than I ever have had to before. And oftentimes yeah. when I do it, they literally will be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I like, didn't realize how I was even speaking to you. Like it's, it's become a very like, it's just exhausting yeah. <laughs> to put it bluntly. <laughs> I having to like really truly feel like Sorry, I truly just... feel bad for those those restaurants that are going through that like yeah. yourself and anyone else like Frankie we salute you here in town yeah. is like they posted some Instagram shit that's like I didn't know that this was happening like oh really the shit they're yeah the shit they're posting like they're they're fighting with guests about like masks and like they've got people like like just at the front door just like being fucking assholes yeah i will truly say and i can i'm pretty sure like my guys will back me up on this and and front of the house as well and like everybody that's in, involved in our family we have not dealt with that that's it's so crazy nice. like that's so nice I've hear, yeah i've heard so many things like and so many posts and everything else like we do not get what's been said, like what's going on. We, yeah. We've had such great guests. Like no one's ever challenged us. Like, yeah, you get the one, like I'd say in the last year I've dealt with three people that I've like manly had to go outside and be like, fuck off, like get out of here. <laughs> but generally like we have not dealt with that at all. That's so nice. Yeah. It's so and I blessed think, for it to be like that, but yeah, totally. Yeah, because I mean, I think the majority of people are just excited to be out, and and I think okay. too, like, okay. thanks guys. See you. Don't, uh, Get home safe, everybody. Thank you. Yeah. Let me know about next week. Yeah, I think. Sorry, Kels. Oh, you're good. <laughs> Before you side by side back down to your RV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> garbage put away that's a place to lock up I'm like yeah. i'm like i'm like Leahy of crown of thieves i'm like i'm uh, like i'm Leahy of the crown of thieves property <laughs> Make sure that's my favorite up. thing ever yeah. you should dress up as him for halloween I will. I will. It would be so good. I will drive around and side by side. Like put the bald cap on and everything. Like the little one with the, you gotta, it'll be so good. I will. I will. Fuck. That's funny. Um, I won't keep you too much longer because I know you got stuff to do and it's getting late, but. No, I'm um, in no rush. I'm in no rush. I was gonna, I was gonna say you seem a lot happier. I am. Um, Yeah. I think. So. Probably, so we've been going for three weeks, so let's say a month, but like six months prior to the opening here, I don't want to say, like, I think I'm too old, I don't know, like, I'm an old dude, and like, say I'm in a dark place, like, I don't, I don't think at my age, like, that, that's, 
those are words like I just come from my grandfather's my father like mm-hmm. we just don't we didn't ever use those words we never saw those things but like mm-hmm. I was in a slump like mm-hmm. I'd come to work I'd I'd fucking bust it out I'd do what I have to do but I'd never like my days off I'd like recluse like I'd be yeah. hibernating like my two days off I wouldn't leave my house I'd go yeah you know, Sunday, Monday. So Sunday morning, I go to save on, grab my groceries for two days, come back, maybe grab some beers. I wouldn't leave the house for two days. Yeah. And then my Monday I'd go to work and do my thing. Yeah. But coming here, like, you know, like I, there's four, four flight of four flight of stairs to get up to the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And we have a sea can out back to like with fridges and stuff like that. So like, we're going up and those up and down those stairs like 17 times a day. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like I'm outside more, I'm more healthy. My dog's off leash all the time. Yeah. Like we go, like I'm after we're done this, I'm just gonna go and he's gonna play in the, the field for a little while and like just run around. Like I'm in a good headspace. Like good. I, I I was in I was I don't want to say dark. And I think, I think that's my age. Like, I just like. That's just your age. <laughs> you were a little yeah, dark I'm and just, twisty. Like, <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, I'm just too proud to be like, I'm in a dark spot. Yeah. Maybe well, I, and was, I think it's, but, I don't like, know if it's just your age, but also I think that men have a lot harder of a time saying it too. Absolutely. Like. I don't have a hard time saying it. I just think I don't know where I was at. Mm-hmm. nothing to do with like saying I wasn't in a dark space, but I don't mm-hmm. think, I think a dark space is not the right term. There's, right. there's a lot of variables there for me mm-hmm. and a lot of self-inflicted that I, I'm so like personally so open to get over. Mm-hmm. Like I, I would, I've always fought that. Like I've never been that guy that like, my dad died. I'm going to start drinking. I'm mm-hmm. not that I'm probably the opposite where I'm like, I'm bored. I'm going to drink every night. Yeah. And then someone dies. I'm like, I'm going to stop drinking. I'm going to fucking do this. I'm going to go crazy. Like crown is the perfect example. Is that like, we're opening this new spot. I'm just going to go fucking dick out and just do whatever I want to do. Yeah. You know? And so it's always the opposite for me. That's always inspired me. Like, a girl breaks up with me, I'm not going to start drinking. I'm just going to be so fucking like you push me over the edge and I'm going to do like, I'm going to go crazy right now. <laughs> if that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah, if that it makes does, sense, it does. But, like, I love it. But like, if, if I'm bored, I'm just going to drink beers because I'm yeah. bored yeah. and I need to snap out of that. And boredom is definitely a bad thing for me. Yeah. And, and Jason and I have talked and don't edit this, but Jason and I have talked and that like boredom is a bad thing yeah. for especially him and I, like in our headspace, like, yeah, it's a bad thing. Like, yeah, it just puts us in a spot where we just need, like, it just pushes us more and yeah. it shouldn't, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you seem very happy. It's nice to see. I am. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have any advice for 
the the youths coming into service industry because I think we're getting a lot of really green staff. I know that like I'm yeah. seeing that out here quite a bit. Yeah. I yeah. think um I mean obviously there's a huge staff like staffing shortage across all of service industry right now. Nobody wants to fucking work because everybody was just cooped up and lots of people mm. have moved on to you know other jobs and other opportunities, yeah. especially being shut down the whole like on and off for like almost two years now. Um, so we're getting a lot yeah. of really green, we're getting a lot of babies. We're getting the babies as the, as the yeah. elders of this, <laughs> let's make ourselves yeah. grandma, grandpa. What's the, uh, yeah. what's the advice to everybody coming in? Oh man, that's a, such a tough subject because like I've had so many, like, and I, I'm not discounting front to the back. At yeah. All. Yeah. At all. But there's a different skill set in the Absolutely. front. Absolutely. Different skills in the back. Absolutely. But it's a yin and yang marriage. Absolutely. But like, I think it's for me, it's so tough is that like, I've seen it. We're like, cooks come in, they're like, okay, you're going to pay me said dollars, 17, $17 an hour. Person across the street offers you 17 and you leave. Hmm. I don't come from that background. I come from a background that's I'm going to like, I want to learn from this guy. I just yeah. want to like, what are they going to teach me? What am I going to learn? Like it's such a fucking double-edged sword because I've had like, I've had so many people on Instagram, like so many cooks message me and be like, Hey, I want to come stage for you. I want to come work for free and like learn what you do. And I'm like, you ain't going to learn anything. I'm going to put Doritos on a fucking mac and cheese. You ain't going to learn anything. So go somewhere else and fucking learn that. Yeah. So like, I might like worse hypocrite because all I have to say to like young people coming in the industry is like, don't, don't up and leave. Like I had this conversation with someone tonight and I'm like, you have, you've started something here. Make it your own. If mm-hmm. if I abandon salt and brick six months, eight months in, mm-hmm. and maybe it fucking might be better than it is now, but I truly believe I need to bring that place to where it needs to be. Yeah. And if I can walk away from that and be like, holy fuck, I did something good there, mm-hmm. I'm good. Yeah. But if you're going to walk into a business and just be like, I'm just going to be that guy, then go work for i don't know go <laughs> landscape or something you fucking idiot yeah because you know like <laughs> you like, fucking idiots yeah don't don't like this industry is all built around passion and like mm-hmm. how much we care and what, what we want to do but like mm-hmm. don't don't say you want you want to put yourself out there and you're not going to mm-hmm. yeah stick it out yeah Stick it out. And also remember that everybody knows everybody and everyone will talk Absolutely. about you if you're jumping all over, if you're jumping ship no. all over the place. You're going to get, you're something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You're going to get found. Yeah. You're gonna get Very found. quickly. Yes. <laughs> we'll find you. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's too good. Well, thank you so much for doing this with me. I really thank appreciate you. it. This is that's, great. Okay. okay go, go lock so it up. Fun. Love you. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm so excited. Okay. Bye. Bye.
I just need everyone to know that I came this, this close to naming this something to do with go-go dancing. <sighs> People, we've learned something here today. We've learned something about Sheffy. Have we not all learned something <laughs> about Sheffy? And man, I am just so grateful um, to know that guy. He's just like the way that his brain works is so cool. He just like truly gives no fucks. So shout out Jason Parks for letting him run wild and Casey Grable. Thanks for letting him run wild because it's, um, it's sure a treat to watch and a treat to eat. <laughs> um, that was so corny, <laughs> but I'm going to keep it in because it's funny. <laughs> Anyways, I hope everybody is having a good week. Please, please let this be a reminder to be kind to your service staff when you go out. James will kick your ass. You can tell by looking at him. Um, but some of us are a little bit more sensitive. I will kick your ass. Don't get me wrong. But be nice to the people that are working and showing up for work because, God, there's such a huge staffing shortage. Everybody is burnt right out. It's exhausting to be in the service industry right now. So tip real nice. Come throw money at everybody. And uh, if you're in the service industry, proud of you. Super proud of you. That's all for this week. Please drink your water. And remember, nobody knows jack shit. I love you. Bye.